Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News, and this is The Rush. made it it's uh it's the first official work day of the new year a lot of people had a federal holiday yesterday so hope everyone's doing well out there in the bachelor rush hour world maybe you're driving home from work maybe you're heading somewhere i don't know but i'm here to hang out with you and compile today's bachelor nation news i have several stories for you today including a non-bachelor related story and that is damar hamlin player of the bills who collapsed last night in the Bills versus Bengals game. Real scary moment. All of the country was watching and praying. I'm going to share those updates at the end, so I'm going to go through all of the Bachelor content first, and then I will share that video. You can find it in its entirety on the Dave Neal Show. Uh, It's a barrel-scraping week so far. Tomorrow, Wednesday, January 4th, there's going to be a live stream at 7 p.m. East Coast, 4 p.m. Pacific, uh, where Jesse Palmer is going to go on TikTok and release the official new women of Zach Shell Cross's season, which premieres just in a couple short weeks. I'm going to, unless something crazy comes up, I'm going to live stream that. Let me tell you something. It's barrel scraping upon barrel scraping because there isn't much happening in the world of Bachelor, which is fine. And releasing the women who we've already secretly released, thanks to Reality Steve, is going to be a little redundant. But hey, maybe uh, you know, maybe Jesse Palmer will mess up their names, or we'll get some new tidbits of information. We'll have to see how that all plays out. Um, in today's podcast, we've got Katie Thurston's birthday and a photo that was leaked um, of her kissing Nick Ullenhoot. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. He's a hoot. He's Ullenhoot. Um, Boy, if I would, if I had that last name, I would for sure make a podcast called The Hoot. Just call it The Hoot with Ulan Hoot. All right, Nick's The Hoot. So anyway, she of course um, had quite the drama with a Nick Vial, and now she's got uh, other forms of passion. Uh, we think with this Nick photos of them kissing. So we'll have that story, and I got a couple others. Some in the pipeline for tomorrow. A kin, ki, uh, Kit Keenan nepotism story that'll come out tomorrow. Uh, but again, like I said, it's Burroughs Grape, and we're just here to keep you company and keep you amused on the ride. All right, without further ado, let's jump to our first story, which is the podcast Two, uh, two um, oh, geez, I don't want to mess this up, Two Black Girls, One Rose. Is that, is that the name of the podcast? Now I'm having a complete brain fart. Uh, anyway, you're going to listen to it right here. They explain why they are not going to be recapping this season of The Bachelor, and it's interesting. It's an interesting conversation. I feel like some people get triggered by these types of conversations. They don't want to hear whatever might feel political or divisive. But this is an interesting conversation. Two black girls, one two black girls, one rose is their Instagram channel and also their podcast. Their bio says featured in the LA Times, Washington Post, Time Magazine, and more. A podcast where two black ass girls invade the whitest shows on earth. Please invade away. We always love a fresh opinion. But their opinion is we don't want to do it right now, which is fine let's hear what they have to say in this first uh, chapter of today's episode of bachelor rush hour here's our featured story of this video why we're skipping zach we're not and let me tell you this there's something so valuable in our community and i'll spoil my response to this which is i respect what they're doing i respect that they want to uh do what's right for them if they feel like it is a burden and a labor to watch this season play out one which is going to possibly look like plenty of seasons that have already happened i respect that 
The idea, the idea about friction, and now, 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 let me be careful to explain my point here. The idea about friction being able to, or I'll put it this way: outsiders looking in, having two black girls, one rose, comment on what unfortunately has been a primarily white-led show, being the leads have been, for the most part, been white, and when they haven't been white, they've been botched in the sense that the show has done a bad job of, you know, uh, of promoting love stories. Uh, you know, they'll they'll sacrifice love and go for drama. You know, they go for the instant ratings. If it bleeds, the leads type of deal. But having the friction of having someone who doesn't look like the leads discuss it, that's a good thing. And it's not just... Uh, race-based, it can happen with gender-based. Like our audience is 92% women. And as a guy looking at the show, I can look at it just slightly different than as a woman would. And the goal is to try to have empathy for people that don't look like us, us being me, a white guy, you being maybe someone who's a different color or a different gender or whatever the case may be. So before I play this, I just stumbled upon this. I met Liz Plank a couple years ago, actually right before the pandemic. And she's got what? a she's got a, a very interesting point of view when it comes to why she as a woman can discuss male-dominated gender issues. So this is kind of p- applies a parallel to what two black girls, one rose, uh, uh, what their discussion is. So just have a quick listen. Makes you qualified to have a discussion, to be a voice. And for those listening on Bachelor Rush Hour podcast, we have um, a, the commentator asking how she can have a discussion about men. In masculinity where men are talking about uh, it's called man enough uh the same thing that makes you the most qualified to have a conversation about whiteness that you as a That's black a man understand whiteness far more mm. than i understand it or justin can understand it what a great answer <laughs> and it's not to say that it's your labor or no, your work no, but, but you actually you. can teach us way more about it because you have had to deal with it every single minute when so when I talk about friction, I don't mean friction in a negative way, like, oh, there's friction in a relationship. There's lots of fighting. I mean friction in the sense that having someone who doesn't look or sound like you or look or sound like me discussing a topic that might already be similar to me. I think I know everything there is to know about sports. I'm using this as an example. Well, a black man might say, well, actually, I have to deal with different uh issues than you do so you don't know everything about sports and when it comes to a dating show especially a dating show that has centered around maybe a, a white man in 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 the role we're as not lead, how how i view that might be different than two black girls one rose i hope that makes sense and that's why it's valuable to have discussions um not just with people that look or sound like us that's called an echo chamber we don't like that covering zach's season of the bachelor mm-hmm. and here's why I keep on missing the intro. They said we're not covering Zach's season of The Bachelor. And here's why. Um, so this was a decision that came with a lot of intention and mm-hmm. thought and wanting us to do the best thing for us, but also the best thing for our amazing community here at Two Black Girls, One Rose. We are not saying that we are done with The Bachelor. We're just no. saying that The Bachelor will not be our focal point for this upcoming season. We might do bonus episodes. We'll still talk to nation on social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. We'll still be engaged. We'll be peeking over at Zach's season, uh-huh. um, but it won't be our core focus for this upcoming recap season. You know me, I, I like a good Patreon. I think they should, if they're going to do bonus episodes, put that behind the paywall. Make your audience pay for it. Get your money. Um, 
ultimately, Bachelor Nation as a community is not excited by Zach as The mm-hmm. Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously know that we also are definitely not excited <laughs> <laughs> by Zach as The Bachelor. So the decision kind of started there. Now, I personally, the, the idea that we're not excited about Zach as a bachelor, I'm I'm not excited, but I cover, I mean, I'm, I'm generally never excited about who the lead is. For me, a lot of the drama and uniqueness of the show will come from the cast, which will, will be dozens of women fighting for The Bachelor. It appears that the general idea of the show when picking the lead is to find somebody i don't know if it's them being safe and i don't mean safe as in gender i just mean like someone who's going to do what the show says not not somebody who's going to you know they they have to kind of control their lead in a way because they need the show to follow the storyline maybe they're afraid of the claire crowley oh she fell in love too early type of thing i don't know but i think the show banks on the on the contestants the women in this case being the ones that caused the drama in that in that if a love story does come out we'll get to see i mean i guess the question is this is zach as um vanilla as they say probably i don't know i don't know when we say clayton's vanilla i I don't know like i'm trying to think the last uh, white lead that we would consider not vanilla you know i mean i don't know i don't know let me know leave a comment Mm -hmm. um yeah but also i think that it's a double-edged sword right because we've all been wronged by this franchise so many times with their choice of bachelor continuing to choose the safe, boring white man instead of anybody else. And this choice of Zach seems like a slap in the face, but in the end, it's a lose-lose situation because we've seen them pick a Black Bachelor before, and we can't ever forget how tragically Matt James' season went and how much work it took for Natasha and I as Black women to recap that season and to watch it even. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try to, like, block that (laughs) time of life. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, Married at First Sight, Mm -hmm. we are very excited about. It seems like everybody, men and women, watch Married at First Sight. Mm -hmm. Um, We get emails, we get DMs, we get comments um, from you guys in the community about Married at First Sight all of the time purely based on sometimes our tiny little teeny tiny recaps that we'll do at the end of our bachelor our little <laughs> minis. yeah little minis mm-hmm. um we'll get tons of people reaching out to us wanting to just like talk more about it we've also done weekly recaps of married at first sight once before mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. the very iconic chris <clears throat> and page atlanta season oh, and I think we all had a blast during that. Yeah, so they're going to be recapping other dating shows. And then look, I mean, hey, Two Black Girls, One Rose is the name of the Instagram podcast and all that. But that doesn't mean that One Rose has to apply to Bachelor. No, it's more like Rose and the idea of the Rose is the common romantic gesture. You give someone a Rose, Valentine's Day, that type of deal. Yeah, I say I say go for that. I, you know, People have asked me to, uh, oh, recap Love is Blind. And I, I used to do a little bit of that, but I've gotten so in the weeds and into the thick of things with Bachelor that I don't generally um branch off on the dating show i don't i understand their their the thought of them being exhausted about 
the the um, sort of recurring themes and not wanting to recap that. I understand that. I feel that way separately about other dating shows in the sense that I have such a uh, workload uh, in the amount of content I create, three to five videos a day. I mean, it's 7.15 in the morning or 8 a.m. in the morning. I'm already on my second video of the day. I'll have a podcast up this afternoon, Bachelor Rush Hour. So all these things I understand, you have to kind of like pick and choose where you want to put your time in life. All right, where are you putting your time in life? It's a new year, a new me, a new version of ourselves and wondering how we're going to be better off. Well, I have a full separate video on the topic, but I just wanted to read for you Michelle Young's Instagram post from today. And maybe we can, um, I don't know, glean some positive uh, words of affirmation, mantras, or ways to be better versions of ourselves. Isn't that what we're trying to be? Not compete with our neighbors, but to be a better version of ourselves today than we were yesterday. And if we fall backwards or on our ass or need a day of recovery or a week of recovery, it's okay. Let's pick ourselves up, restore the mind, and get ready to conquer. Michelle says, 2022 ended a lot differently than I originally pictured, but it ended exactly as it was intended, and I couldn't be more thankful for all that I learned. Lessons I found in 2022 that I hold close to my heart. Learning how to give yourself closure instead of looking for it from others is one of the most powerful tools someone can possess. You take on the energy of those who you spend the most time with. Choose wisely. It's okay to work hard and chase your dreams in silence. That being said, it's also okay to show the world all sides of you. You are more than the labels, the internet, or other places on you. Incredibly thankful to walk into 2023 with a clear mind, and I appreciate all who have continued to support me. And there it is, folks. Michelle Young with wise words saying, you know what? You are who you spend your time with. Same can be said with like, you are what you consume, you know? I'm on day two of not allowing my cell phone into the bedroom. I got to tell you what, I have an, I got the I, I got the Apple Watch, which will give me a notification or if someone's calling me, it'll alert me, but it's I can't scroll through mindless stuff on my watch. I can set my alarm, I can close my eyes and go to bed. Now, I can still watch a little TV before bed, maybe that's bad too, but for me, it's not nearly as bad as waking up, checking my phone, and sometimes possibly spending 30, 45 minutes to an hour, yeah, I don't know, a whole year. I mean, um, I asked my wife this, I said, how many hours a week do you think I'll save by not having my phone in the bedroom? And I think we came up with anywhere from like two to six hours. And not necessarily doesn't mean I'm going to be doing super productive things, but it's an idea of just like finding ways to refine. We've been provided the cell phones and I know I get it. You guys are listening to this podcast, maybe mindlessly uh, accomplishing some tasks, laundry or breastfeeding. I don't know what you're doing. Having sex, like I said, sometimes people like to listen to Bachelor Rush Hour while they pump their Harrison. I don't know. It's <laughs> do what you got to do, folks. Right? Uh, maybe your man likes it. Uh, let's bring in someone new to the bedroom. Who? What do you think? Dave Neal, <laughs> the podcast, five star rating. All right, do whatever you need. We need the listen hours. But point being is that uh, Michelle says you are who you surround yourself with. It's the law of attraction. If you're in a relationship that doesn't value you. Statistically, you don't value you. If you're in a relationship or with your boss who doesn't appreciate you, it's kind of it's just hard to grow when you're in situations that are holding you back. Cut the chains and float to that next level is uh, you know my only advice for you. As we all try to do that. All right, well let's get to our next story. It's a birthday girl, and oh, we always have a birthday girl message celebrating 32 laps around the sun. Is that how it works? We have Katie Thurston and the relationship with a Netflix 
dating show alumni. Let's have a listen. Katie Thurston, it's her birthday. Happy 32nd. She says starting off 2023 with a bang, but she didn't post either one of these photos. So I don't know if this is the softest of soft launches or if uh, she didn't want the cat out of the bag. He is. And there it is. And we're going to get into this story in a second. But as you guys know, on the Dave Neal Show, I've been covering just the horrific incident that happened yesterday at the Bengals-Bills game where Damar Hamlin collapsed on the field with a cardiac arrest. I wanted to share his statement here since I've been covering the story as it's been going on. This is on Bleacher Report, but from his family. Your generosity and compassion means the world to us. Here's what the family of Damar Hamlin said. If you haven't been following this story, he uh, just tackled somebody and it got hit right in the heart at the exact wrong time. And it, um, you know, took nine minutes of uh, life-saving CPR and he's, um, you know, still in a critical condition. On behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to Damar during this challenging time. We are deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. We also want to acknowledge the dedication, the dedicated first responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who have provided exceptional care to Damar. We feel so blessed to be a part of the Buffalo Bills organization and to have their support. We also want to thank Coach Taylor and the Bengals for everything they've done. Your generosity and compassion mean the world to us. Please keep Damar in your prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them. Thank you, the Hamlin family. And I covered this all on the Dave Neal show earlier. You can see the moments and what doctors and cardiologists have said and fans and pundits and things like that. So you can go check that out on Dave Neal's show. What's interesting, though, is and we were just keeping a running tally of this update, he had a toy drive that had a goal of raising $2,500. Fans found this toy drive, and they started donating a lot of money. Look at this, just right here, $5,500 from Carpet Man Flooring. I mean, people are coming all around the country to donate. $3.7 million, let's just refresh that and see where it's at, $4.159 million dollars. $15,000 donations, $10, $5, just real power of the community to come together. So thoughts and prayers are generally a term that's overused, um, but in this instance, that's really all we can offer. And just remember that we play these silly sports. We watch these silly sports. We watch these silly TV shows. Uh, in the end, uh, we need more stories of uplifting and unification is that a word? We need more stories that bring us all together versus divide. We live in a social media world, in a news world, in a cable's news world that gets more clicks from dividing us. Let's end that and let's come together for all the simple reasons, you know. And let's just root on uh, Demar Hamlin and hope that he makes a recovery. All right. So before the Katie Thurston story, I have an update on the. Uh, story here with regards to Tyler Cameron and Kristen Calamari. Cavallari. So here they are. Bachelor T. Spill had all the tea. It's a terrible video, but you can't just shoot a video. You got to pretend like you're looking at your menu as you shoot a video. Real creepy stuff. So here they are in Franklin, Tennessee, uh, which, by the way, I, for fun, just started looking at homes on Redfin and Zillow in outside of Nashville, Tennessee, just to see what I'm missing out on. Oh, my gosh. You can live in Tennessee, not pay state income taxes, and afford a million-dollar home for half the price? Sign me up. I think Nashville's looking pretty good right now. So either way, that's where they are. Um, we had this video yesterday about them canoodling and people said, well, they're not together. And I go, I never thought they would be together. You know, she's got kids and I didn't see Tyler settling down with 
with anyone, let alone becoming a stepdad. Uh, but hey, maybe he's got a big stepdad energy. He got stepdad flannel on right there. So the poor guy's just trying to have a morning after brunch with his friend in quotes. And that's what 2023 is all about. Are they friends or are they more? And we asked the same thing with Katie Thurston and her uh, friend or more, Nick Ullenhut. Am I pronouncing that right? Someone let me know. So here he posts a photo of them being like, yes, New Year's Eve. Woo. And she's like, I'm tequila and soda. Yeah. You know, whatever. But then this photo was posted by a friend who's a photographer, I believe. Oh, she got the, you know, this is how you know you're partying when you just got your hand with the clutch, you know, you're clutching onto, you know, the New Year's vibes. But either way, it looks like this was the New Year's Eve photo. You can see the people in the background yelling, oh, woo, you know, the whole thing. So it makes you feel like this was the ball dropping moment, the, you know, sent times square balls, not whatever Nick's got happening here. Uh, but in that moment, you're, why is the, either two things are happening. This photographer, is a friend but he's also a creep or he or she i don't know who it is took randomly took their photo at midnight when he could be smooching somebody else or this is the softest of launches where you know he's meant to post this so she doesn't have to have make you know make the relationship so much pressure because it's a soft launch in the sense that it's not on her page but it's out there in which i think you know i'm always about building your own equity i think katie should be the one posting it so she can get all the social media love for it but then again, like we said, she's coming off of, you know, basically two years of people criticizing her for trying to date. And I saw someone's comment yesterday. They go, oh, isn't she always with the guy? What is this? Three guys. So, so basically she was on match game season. Then she got engaged and that didn't work out. Then she had John Hurst. It's like, oh, you've never dated four guys in a two year span. Good grief. Some people go through that in a weekend, and that's fine, too. We all move at different speeds. So here's what Nick posted. It's a great photo. It's like, hey. And, of course, Nick's got that that um, big chest hair energy happening right there, just enough buttons for the Holy Spirit to release itself. And um, and there they're doing their thing, other friends that were there. All right, I wear my sunglasses at night so I can, so I can. This, this should be a meme. This is like, do the wrong thing. This is like, oh, should I go out or stay in? She went out. All uh, right, there, there are uh he said uh new year's uh new year's irv new year new year's serve i couldn't be more stoked for 2023 i truly think it's going to be an incredible year of personal growth and adventure buckle up by personal growth are we talking of the groin region okay come on we're having fun we're kidding so there they are katie thurston responds starting off 2023 with a bang and of course you know your boy power recap i go metaphorically or is this like a bet like what are we bumping harrison's what's going on here and nick's gonna be like what does bumping harrison's mean you don't need to know all right but you do so either way there he is um and then so he posted this ulin hoot pronounced ulin hoot ulin hoot is that german you have a lot to focus on every day let virginia Premier focus on your health coverage our health plan is only focused on virginia so we can connect you with quality healthcare and local resources. Our added benefits give you more value on top of your medical and drug coverage from Virginia Medicaid. See our benefits at virginiapremier.com slash Medicaid and have your whole family with the same health plan. Virginia Premier, focused on Virginia, focused on you. Do we have a little German love here? Danke, Shane. Is that German, Uhlenhut? I don't know what that is. Either way, he posted that from San Diego, California. We know him just from this circle, but to be quite honest, I don't have much information regarding him, 
People go, oh, Dave, you're friends with Katie. Don't you know all about this relationship? Not really. I mean, I met Nick at the um, ball, the pre-Christmas ball, stuff, Stephen Lovegroves. But, um, by the way, doesn't it look like John Stamos here? That's a very Stamos-esque look. Either way, you can tell how late it is at night based on how many buttons the guys got lost. So when it's fully buttoned up, that means 9 p.m. And then every button you lose, it's an hour and a half later. So 9, 10.30, midnight, so this is 1.30 a.m. This is a one, I did my math workout. I think that's that's how it works, the old bro button down. So either way, doing doing the dang thing. And he got he has at least this photo, but he put it third on his carousel of photos. And of course, um, we don't see anything else there that would um, that would show a relationship. But whether it's, you know, look, we've all had a midnight kiss that was just a random midnight kiss, and we'll have to see where it goes from there. But we do want to wish happy birthdays to Katie Thurston. It's her 32nd, where is she? It's her 32nd birthday, and here's her birthday post. You have to do a birthday post. You know, it's a good way. You do a birthday. Well, first, we'll get to Katie's, but Gabby did a birthday post yesterday. Excuse me, I'm dying. Hold on one second. Ah, Throat here. I will be recapping until my last breath. Gabby, Wendy said basically born yesterday. So she did her birthday post. You do a nice thirsty, and I mean that respectfully, birthday post so that people can leave a comment on it. It uh, it compiles all the comments into the same section. Katie does that here. She says, I used to hate having a birthday so close to the new year, but now I love it. It's this full circle moment each year that marks a brand new chapter. Oh, did you hear she said full circle? Hold on, we need to get the X-Files music. So she says full circle right there. And then... She kisses a guy who was on the circle. If that's not going full circle, I don't know what is. All right, so he says happy birthday. And I, you know, big numerologist that I am, said 32 represents positive things like balance, harmony, and success. These traits can lead to a peaceful solution in every situation. The number 32 is the number of adventure, meaning people on this life path are known to love adventure due to their adventurous nature and adventurous spirit. And uh, let's hope that she, along with all of us, can have balance, harmony, and success this year. Um, and she, her mantra says, watch me. And that's kind of what social media is all about, isn't it? Watch me. There she posts a photo with Nick Ullenhut in the background here. But no other, um, nothing else can uh, be a sort of um, uh, seen or investigated from these pics. Uh, but uh, wishing her well on the venture. What a year, too. You know, she had so much went down last year. Now she's getting into stand-up and uh, wishing her the best. Hey, you know what? You might see us... Um, actually performing on stage together soon. If you want more of that information, uh, which I'm not announcing yet because the details are not ironed out, you can go to patreon.com slash Dave Neal and I will talk about it today. That's happening right after this. All right, yeah. I mean, you know, like I just said in that in that uh, YouTube clip that I shared with you, talking about um, moving on to bigger things in 2023, talking about generating new levels of income and revenue streams. We have a good conversation on today's Patreon regarding the different levels of um, uh, regarding the different levels of uh, acquiring wealth or personal goals, and a lot of it comes from. Uh, being forced into new opportunities. Um, the old sort of like rattling us from where we are to where we want to go. Sometimes that comes from getting fired or uh, having a, you know, losing a roommate, kicking you out or, or whatever it may be. The idea, like uh, when we're stagnant in life, just like when a pond has stagnant water, it breeds 
um, you know, complacency, and that can breed diseases. You know, when you we use the pond metaphor. So, how do we continue to rattle our being? How do we continue to try to find um, new ways to grow? And with me, part of that is uh, new stand-up shows, new opportunities, and you'll be hearing more about that in the coming weeks. If you haven't joined my newsletter, it's free. I don't use it too often, but when I'm in a town, say I'm going to Duluth. Um, I don't know why I use that term. Say I'm going to Duluth. I will email my newsletter and say, I'm going to be in Duluth. And you might go, oh my gosh, Dave's in Duluth? No way. And then you can come to a stand-up show. Um, I'm going to have a show, like I said, next month in San Diego. I want to take that same format and possibly do it in like Scottsdale or Phoenix, that area, and also in San Francisco. So I do have some irons in the fire and I'm going to need you guys to make sure you are subscribed to the mailing list. So there's a link in the description of this podcast it's a link tree, which is just like, um, you know, uh, all the different ways you can find my different stuff. So linktree.com slash Dave Neal. If you go there, you can find the link to the mailing list. It's super easy, free, cheap. It's uh, free, not cheap. It's free um, to join that. And then also the Patreon is as little as $5 a month. You can join the Patreon for all the private bon- uh, behind the scenes bonus content and all the different ways to stay in touch as we continue to grow. I'd like to take you guys along on that journey. So if you'll have me, definitely join. All right, folks. Well, that kind of wraps it up for today. Again, there's another video out on YouTube that you can go see. Oh my gosh, did we not cover the, oh, we didn't even do the uh, DeMar Hamlin f- uh, story. So let's let's go to that right now. Apologies for that. Uh, one more story for you. It's a heavy one, um, non-Bachelor related, but of course this revolves around the athlete last night for the Bills who collapsed and had a cardiac arrest. Here's that story. If you were not watching last night's primetime Bills-Bengals game and didn't catch this news, DeMar Hamlin is fighting for his life after collapsing on the field after making a tackle and um, made a tackle, got up, moments later collapsed. After spending about half an hour uh, receiving uh, CPR and being intubated on the field, ambulances took him to a hospital where he's been ever since. The game was suspended or postponed, I should say, uh, till a later date and time. It's a uh, nightmare of a story. And if you didn't catch any of the updates, we're going to share them with you right now. Uh, there's been so many different takes and so many different people chiming in. We're going to hear the, uh, I'm going to read for you the official statement from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, this is a big deal. It, uh, it's very rare for a player to collapse on the field. It's happened before. Um, and um, we don't have many updates, but I'm going to share with you guys some of the uh, good things like his toy drive receiving uh, millions of dollars in funds, people uh, with their outpouring support. But of course, the opposite side of that uh, leads to more people fighting and um, anti-vaxxers saying that this is due to the vaccine and things like that. So uh, let's just go right down the list of notable tweets right here. Um, Dynasty Pros posted, let's take a break and watch a clip of Damar Hamlin giving his family some love just prior to a game. So this is where it was a big moment for a second year player, uh, a big Big uh, uh, up-and-coming player for the Bills, contributing greatly to the defense. And here he was preparing for what was possibly the biggest game of his life. And there he is. And um, just really minutes later, extreme amount of urgency in treating injured Bills defensive player Tamar Hamlin. Ambulance on the field at the stadium. So there it was, folks. And of course, a lot of people were wondering how come the ambulance didn't remove him faster or get him to the hospital quicker. And, you know, people like myself, just, you know, n- n- normal fan fans that don't know how first responding works, uh, getting him intubated, which means putting tubes down his throat and getting him air after a cardiac issue. 
is is the is the most important thing, stabilizing him, getting him ready before getting him to the hospital. So of course they were there probably within less than a minute ready to go. And of course the urgency really did make people feel like this was different than a normal injury that would happen on the football field. Of course, they went to three, four, five different commercial breaks. Nobody knew what was going on. It increased the hype. Everyone went on the internet and started speculating. Uh, So we have a couple different reports. Cardiologists on ESPN are saying that DeMar Hamlin could be fighting for his life for days in the hospital. Don't stop praying. It's the best way to fight with him and his family. And then this is what the general thought was from many different cardiologists online. Of course, we don't have any official notice that this is what happened, but you know, it's always good to look at the science and medical uh, expert experts who you know offer offer their opinion. Demar Hamlin suffered from commotio cordis. This occurs when a person is hit in the chest, and the impact triggers lethal change in the rhythm of their heartbeats. It can cause it to stop. Loss of consciousness occurs eight seconds after the last heartbeat. Of course, this is super rare. There's a 20 millisecond window. They say where the heart is beating at the exact wrong time when it receives trauma, baseball, lacrosse, hockey puck. And we're going to share some instances where that actually happened. Um, here's a few uh, notes. Uh, you know, the, the commentators last night having to discuss this live in the moment without any further information is just horrifying. I think the, the first thing, this is this, um, this is about DeMar Hamlin. Mm-hmm. And um, it's about a young man at 24 years old that was living his dream that a few hours ago was getting ready to play the biggest game of his NFL career and there's probably nowhere else in the world he wanted to be. And now he fights for his life. And when DeMar Hamlin falls to the turf and when you see the medical staff rush to the field and both teams are on the field, you realize this isn't normal. You realize this isn't just football. And so many times in this game and in our job as well, we use the cliches, you know, I'm ready to die for this. I'm willing to give my life for this. It's, it's time to go to war. And I think sometimes we use those things so much, we forget that part of living this dream is putting your life at risk. And tonight, you know, we got to see a side of football that is extremely ugly. And it is an ugly and violent sport at times. We talk about CTE and the long term effects. I played in high school. Uh, you know, I, I didn't play against uh, semi pro or pro athletes, college athletes that are hitting even harder. But I can tell you, it can rock you. The amount of concussions that happen with Tua, the quarterback for the Dolphins, it's 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 sad. It, you just don't normally see injuries that are life threatening in the moment like this. Um, Robert. Griffin III posted, please don't share the video of the DeMar Hamlin play. Share this because we're all praying for him and his family. And right after the ambulance left, this was the whole Bulls, um, excuse me, the Bills team here uh, taking a knee and having a prayer. In 2020, at the end of his final year at Pitt, DeMar organized a toy drive for kids in his hometown. This is the young man who went down on the field tonight in Cincinnati. He's a man, not, a, not just a number on a jersey. So there he is. And of course, speaking of the toy drive, it's been absolutely incredible the amount of people that have donated to his current toy drive. He had a goal of something like $2,500, something very, very small. Yeah, look at that, $2,500. That was the goal. And of course, I feel like fans and people feel helpless and there isn't much you can do in the moment. And because of that, people just want to donate. And the easiest way to share love when you see a GoFundMe is to donate. 
3.5 million dollars. I'm sure if I refresh, it'll even go up from there. Look at that, 3.6 plus million dollars raised, 140,000 donations. Um, of course, that is just a toy drive that he had, you know, sponsored a fundraiser. Um, so young man doing a lot of good out there. Now, of course, all the people that want to do good things and help out. There's also that side when dealing with trauma or dealing with, uh, uh, you know, um, emotions like this of people that want to fight and argue. And we're going to, we're going to share some of that just to maybe sort of like, I don't know, put a, uh, you know, uh, put, put these flames out. Skip Bayless, controversial commentator posted this during, you know, you know, right after the game ended, um, or the game was postponed. No doubt the NFL is considering, or I'm sorry, so he posted this before the NFL had decided to postpone the game. No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, dot, 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 which suddenly seems so irrelevant. I don't know. I like to pride myself in reading comprehension, so I didn't get offended when I read this because he, he says everything I just told you, is irrelevant. The idea that this is mag there's a magnitude that's crucial to regular season outcomes is irrelevant. That's how I read it. A lot of people, including a tons of pro athletes, were like fire Chris Bayless, uh, Skip Bayless, and he immediately defended himself. Nothing is more important than that young man's health. That was the point of my last tweet. I'm sorry if that was misunderstood, but his health is all that matters. Again, everything else is irrelevant. I prayed for him and will continue to. Before the world of Twitter, we would just kind of accept someone's apology and move on and realize, no, no, he was just saying that it's all irrelevant and it's a tough situation. And then of course, um, today, his partner in crime on the show, Shannon Sharp, no-showed, and this is what Skip Bayless had to say. To say up front that I apologize for what we're going to set out to do here today if it offends anyone, because we're, we're going to try to do the show pretty much as we usually do the show. But I'll admit up front... I'm still shook up by what happened last night to DeMar Hamlin. In fact, I'm still wrecked. In fact, I'm not sure I'm capable of doing this show today. But after barely sleeping on it, I decided to give it a try. Maybe I'll fail. Maybe we will fail. But we're going to try. We wrestled through much of the night whether to even do a show today because it felt like in our minds we almost can't win with this because the last thing we want to try to do is come off as insensitive to what this young man is going through in a life or death situation. The last thing we want to do is offend anyone by trying to do what we always do, which is talk about sports. As this show goes on, we're going to try to talk about a little bit of sports, but we're going to continue to talk about what happened to this young man last night and try to sort back through it with help from you and the audience. And we ask you now, if you'd like to tweet us your emotions of the night and of this morning about what happened to Damar Hamlin, please do so. You can tweet us at at undisputed, at undisputed, and I will be sharing some of your tweets and your... So there he is trying to, you know, get through his show today. And, you know, for people that might not feel like understand why there's so much emotion to it, it's just a traumatic uh, thing to witness. It's just just, uh, 
<clears throat> excuse me. I think I think it I think it brings into everybody um, that it 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 puts it right up front in front of your eyeballs the idea that life is short and we're not guaranteed anything. So now we we talk about all of the good that comes from this, and I almost hesitant to share this, but it's just it's just a huge eye roll. The people that immediately bring in this the the the, the idea that this is caused by the vaccine, Grant Cardone, grifter kind of seems like a fraudulent sort of, um, I don't know. I'll put it this way. Everyone who seems to be promoting some sort of anti-vax thought seems to be trying to sell something. So Grant says the USA stopped last night and prayed for Damar Hamlin and his family to recover, and today he is stable. Um, These unexpected collapses have happened to too many athletes since vaccination was mandated in sports. Investigate. And of course, immediately met by hate from people saying, what are you doing? Shut up. You know, there's these sort of like video, one video going around that's just random anecdotal moments of people passing out on the field, and you basically have one, one, uh, Peter McCullough might be the only one sharing um, these sort of graphs that look like they came out of, you know, some random letter, look, letter to the editor. So this isn't even like peer reviewed. And then um, um, the idea that like myocarditis caused this, a lot of people that don't believe in the vaccine think that the vaccine causes myocarditis. And to an extent it does, but getting COVID causes more people to have uh, harsher forms of myocarditis than those who got the vaccine. So the idea that the vaccine was somehow worse than not getting it at all and getting COVID is just, it's just, it's just, um, it's, it's out there guys. And, you know, I'm not going to fight with anyone in the comment section because I understand how futile that is. Uh, but here's more people, you know, uh, professional athletes suffering cardiac arrest and collapsing on the field of play is not normal. You're right. It isn't normal. We don't see this happen too often, but that doesn't, and he goes, this is just the beginning. Uh, but that, that's just not the case of what happens. So, um, uh, we have, uh, and actually an athlete that this happened to, uh, Chris Pronger, prayers that Damar Hamlin can have the same outcome that I was fortunate to have with my incident. Our thoughts and prayers go to Damar, his family, teammates, and the great NFL community. So this was in hockey. I mean, you can imagine the blunt force that happens from a hockey puck hit into the chest at the exact wrong moment. So uh, I'm going to share with you guys one more, uh, a doctor explaining the injury, but Buffalo Bills said Damar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center. For further testing and treatment, he is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. Here's what a doctor had to say. I'm going to kind of fast forward to the part where he actually collapses because I just don't want to highlight that anymore, but we're going to show you the, the um, a good explanation of what probably went down. We're going to go over an unfortunate incident that happened tonight between the Buffalo Bills Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. So number so the doctor basically says that uh, shows the exact moment where he was hit in the heart and maybe maybe due to adrenaline or what got was able to get back up and then collapses on the field. And let's just watch uh, explaining actually what's going on with the heart in that moment. I feel like uh, any casual fan has never heard of uh, the, these terms before. You know the uh, uh, the what's it called here the. Um, Cord- cordis or whatever known as comedocordis Com- resulting Com- in a cardiac contusion that puts you in cardiac shock sending you into ventricular fibrillation otherwise known as v-fib and this is an electrical pulse that doesn't allow the heart to fully contract and this is what ends up happening where the blood and the nutrients and oxygen can't get to where it needs to go resulting in a collapse and and this is what happens so so and of course it's the worst case scenario for this to happen to somebody 
But with that said, the fact that he had medical professionals right there to start getting his body oxygen is a good thing. This is where the medical staff needs to implement CPR and an AED at the time to basically revive him from this fatal arrhythmia or electrical beat, which is what this is. So in order for commotio cordis to happen, you have to suffer this blunt chest trauma at exactly the right moment, which is really within milliseconds of a time window. This is a rhythm strip that shows one cycle of the heart squeezing, and you have about 72 of these a minute on average. So you have the P waves where the atriums contract, you have this QRS complex that is where your ventricles contract, and then subsequently you have this T wave, which is, we call it ventricular repolarization, that's when the ventricles are resetting. The player would have to have chest trauma at this specific moment to be sent into arrhythmia. At this point, you know, uh, it's hard to really say what the prognosis is. This is where you look at from a cardiac workup standpoint, and we kind of go from there. There's really no timetable from a return standpoint. All right. Well, that's that's it, folks. I personally prefer looking at medical opinion and doctors and kind of like the experts and what they have to say versus random people online saying this must be, you know, some grand result of, you know, vaccine. It's a tragic and horrible moment. And um, if there's any good, which there isn't much, it's to see people come together. All right, folks. Well, I appreciate you guys all sticking around for this longer episode of Bachelor Rush Hour, but uh, we had a lot to get into today, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday. Like I said, I'll be on a YouTube live stream, 7 p.m. East Coast, 4 p.m. Pacific, to uh, see the new women of Zach's season of The Bachelor, uh, which uh, premieres just in about three weeks. So it's coming at us. we got three weeks left of the offseason. Again, appreciate all your support. Don't forget to rate and review, follow, subscribe on the podcast apps that you listen to. Appreciate all the support. I've been Dave Neal. This is Bachelor Rush Hour.